Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. Woo! I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode number 28. Woo. We're back. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, you've been on holiday. Yes. I've missed you. Missed me too. <laughs> you didn't miss you. You had a whole week of just you. I left my body for a week. I just really? Kind of, yeah. I just How was that? Zoned out for like a full week. You forgot who you were, where you were. I completely forgot I had this to do when I got back. Really? Yeah. Is that why, uh, not wanting to uh, dove you into the listeners, but is that why it, the episode that came out last week was a little bit late? Was it late? It was a bit late. How late? Well, I'd gone to bed on Monday night before you'd finished it for Tuesday morning, so a little bit late is what I'm going to oh, say. Oh, but it went out right on time. Oh, yeah, it went out right on time thanks to me. <laughs> I put it in the Dropbox, you picked it up, and we were going. Anyway, uh, no need for bickering. We're glad to see each other again. We we're are. glad to be back here for another lovely episode. Yeah. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in, and let's just get into it. Yeah. After all this time, can you remember where we'll see them? Uh, I believe it's on the other side of something. Yeah. Flip's eye. Memory man. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we begin? Let's begin now. And we're back from a lovely little musical interlude. So... As listeners will not know, it's been maybe like 17 days since we recorded last. No, that's a, that's way too much. Maybe 10. Maybe two weeks. Mm. It's been ages anyway. <laughs> and the point is, in a lot of ways, it feels like the most inopportune moment of the year to have like a long break. I think it's been over two weeks since we last recorded a musical highlights section. Mm. Uh, due to having guests and your holiday and things like that. So we are like... I'm over full of like highlights and just great things that have happened that I'm really excited by. But you can only pick one. I'm not only going to pick one. Oh, how dare you? Always going (laughs) off format. And then I'm like, here's my one. And everyone's like, oh, why don't you only do one? He's shit. Harry knows nothing. You should get him off of this. I mean, they tell me that all the time anyway. They tell me you should get off of it. (laughs) Fuck off. Well, I always stand by your side, and I'm just like, <laughs> he's actually all right. <laughs> I'm just like, he really needs it. <laughs> I know you guys he don't, need, I don't really, but for him, it's so important. He needs this. Right? He's got nothing else to live for. <laughs> this is it. I'm really a rock pop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Harry, do you have a musical highlight of the week slash fortnight? I do. Yay. Um, so, I didn't know this dropped until you, I think you told me it. You were like, listen to this. Uh, so that's that. Uh, the song is Blood On Me by Sampha. Big. Now, I had just watched, um, well, on Apple Music, which I downloaded to get Frank Ocean, so I've still got it, and I probably will for the next like five or six years, even though I really just wanted it for three months, <laughs> but I will not quit. Um... So I saw him do this little kind of interview with Pharrell, who does this little show on, I think you can only get it Beat if you're signed up. Yes. Yes! I think so. And actually, I'm not 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm not Hasselhoff. I'm not David Hasselhoff. <laughs> You're not David Hasselhoff. I'm not 100 percent sure of it, <laughs> but he basically does this thing. <laughs> oh, it's been a while, listeners. I'm sorry, we are losing focus, but oh, come on, it's Harry, breathe, be fun, deep breaths. So he does this little interview with Pharrell on whatever he calls it. And it's really kind of... Um, I haven't seen what it, what they do with other, other guests. I've only seen his. Um, but he makes me... Basically makes me really excited for the album. Yeah. Which I think... He doesn't really give a date. It, he might now, but I think it's coming out this year. So it's yeah. not too long from now. So maybe briefly, because... Although I told you about this particular release, yeah. Sampha was certainly put on my radar by you. So maybe yeah. briefly just say like well, where Sampha, you found him. I know him because he is part of Subtract. And when I say that, he's they use him for all their vocals, well, mostly all their vocals. And I don't really think he had... A, I don't think he had any solo projects until maybe a little bit after that first Subtract album. Um, he has got one album out. But um, the reason why I'm really excited for this one is he tells this little story to Pharrell about um, his. I think his mother passed away in February, and that excites you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a bad man. Harry. He is a very. He has a very soulful voice, and he has a very distinct voice. And when you hear Sampha singing, you know it's Sampha. Sure. And um, I think we're gonna get something really truly honest with the album and something probably at times difficult to listen to because he has a very emotive voice sure. like that that kind of voice that will crack at certain points like just the the right points and um just listening to this it gives you a taste of what you're going to get throughout the album um obviously I don't, haven't heard anything else from it but this is definitely something to keep an eye on especially in the next few months to come. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to quickly play you a little bit as well. Uh, and everyone listening. Um, so it's Blood On Me, Sampha. It is indeed. Grey hoodies, they cover their heads. I can't see their faces. I can't see, 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 see. And they knew me, looks well my hair. Something jumping No need No need to take from me Don't throw the paint on me I see this look forming I got lost astray And this fire is running away As you can hear from that He definitely takes from the people He's worked with in the past People like Subtract, um, people like James Blake with this kind of electronic thing, straight away the 808s come in. Yep. And you know where he's kind of got his influences from, I think. And it definitely works with his voice. Because I know, for me, that, that kind of voice works with that kind of music. Yeah, I mean, it's great sound. And also sort of knowing that sort of clique, whatever you want to call them, mm. I would very much assume that there will be, you know... Uh, production credits or you know 
featuring or whatever it is, yeah. I think that kind of gang will be very much on this album, which makes you quite excited for it because it's an Adam Sandler movie. They're yeah. all they're all the same. Yeah, actors. exactly. Exactly. That's what they they are, and <laughs> yeah, I I really love the sound of that track, mm. and I'm really interested to hear what comes next. I think it's definitely going to be a, a big one for me as well. Yeah, this this year, and it's nice that um, it's a new artist. I know, like you say, he's been on some track stuff. He's been he around. is kind of new for himself. I know yeah. he has had a, a debut album, and it was really really great. There's some amazing songs in it. Some, a lot. There's one in it. It's it's quite um it's quite like downbeat. It's quite um it's just like kind of piano in his voice, and I yeah. think that works really well as well. But um, yeah, I think he can be just as emotive even with this kind of instrumentation around it. Sure. Yeah. So I'm eager now to know your highlights of the last fortnight or so. Okay. So there have literally been too many to mention, and like the the really the best I can do is mention two and then have a highlight because there's two things that really need a shout out okay we'll keep it short and sweet <laughs> I'll keep it as short and as sweet as I can okay so the first one is uh, someone who regular listeners will know is a bit of a kind of hero cult icon figure for me Tim Burgess leading of the Charlatans one of my favourite musicians of all time in the last couple of weeks, he put out his second solo album, which is called Same Language, Different Words. When was his first? Uh, maybe two years ago. Okay. And it was really great. Um, but it's just such a great album, really atmospheric. Um, you know, quite subtle, quite understated, but just brilliant. Yeah. And the only slight downside is that sometimes the lyrics can get a little bit obvious little bit cheesy not no cheesy is the wrong word like you know that Stone Roses came back and the lyrics weren't quite you know sometimes when someone says one line and you can already guess what the yeah. rhyme is for the next line it does sometimes fall a little bit into that which speaks to me as lazy writing in a way maybe I mean I'm, I'm not going to say that but you can and I know what you're saying because it is a, there is something of that if you're falling into the obvious, if I'm not a songwriter and I know what rhyme you're going to choose, then... Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still a huge fan. I'm still a huge fan of Tim. And... That's a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> as, as I said it, I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I'm still a huge fan of myself. I love me. And I've picked this song, so it must be good. Um, so, yeah, maybe we can just have a tiny little snippet of Begin, which is the lead uh, song of the album, which I think is really great. Begin, begin talking softly, taking it in, let the really sorry to drag this out because I'm before getting onto my main musical highlight I'm just also going to mention that the Growlers came back oh yeah and they're one of my absolute favourite bands uh, a band that within my peer group have increasingly become very important 
and they are bringing out a new album in the next couple of months. It's produced by Julian Casablancas of The Strokes, which is very, very, very exciting. Mm. And uh, two tracks have dropped from it so far. The main one being uh, I'll Be Around, which I just love. Haven't heard it yet. I love it so much. You have heard it because I played it just before we started recording. Wasn't listening. And it's like, it's maybe I think it's maybe even up to six minutes long. So it's like, it's quite a marathon, but it's just great. And like, it does feel... I love like, a good song every now and then. Because we're, we're, I think we're... You a love a good short. song every now and then. I love a good long song every <laughs> now and then. Because I think we're kind of short of them these days. Yeah. And it's really great. It feels... When, you know, we've talked many times before about how when bands come back with a new album... You want to feel like it's still them and it's the band that you know and love, but also there's enough of a departure, enough of progression to feel like they're really going somewhere. And from what I've heard so far, it feels like Julian has really brought something great mm. to the table, but they're still, they're still very much the growlers. When I heard the one that I have heard properly, yeah, that's my, my first kind of thought was, this sounds like it's been tampered with a little with yeah. Julian Casablancas, but who better than to tamper with exactly. something um, but it still very much sounds like a growler song yeah so I'm just gonna I'm, I'm sorry to sort of uh, race through these a little bit but well, I'm I gonna say do so. another three after this good so we're just gonna play a little bit of I'll Be Around okay which is great stick a tin I'll be around which I love yeah. I really love it but it's not my major musical highlight of the week are you going to tell us what it is then? my real highlight has been something that actually I think maybe not last episode but the one before uh, we spoke about in a way we talked about Vampire Weekend and mm. I talked about how fantastic that band is at going off and doing their own things um, and since we last recorded we've had both uh, drummer Chris Thompson coming out with his own solo stuff under the name Dams of the West mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool song it's is it western? no no not at all it, it's quite a Vampire Weekendy kind of song it's um, they've got, he's got a song called Death Wish which has a lot of the instrumentations which is quite uh, Vampire Weekendy and also quite kind of funny, uh, self-deprecating, self-analytical lyrics, which I really enjoy. But it's also not that that is my highlight. It's Rostam, yeah. who uh, was for a long time one of the biggest creative influences in Vampire Weekend, is no longer part of the band and will not be on the next album. But it's still very much part of the music world and he has teamed up with apologies if I say this name wrong you will Hamilton Leithauser 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 <laughs> I don't know 
but he's bringing out an album with this guy and this guy's got a fantastic voice like I feel like maybe it's going to be a little bit Marmite for some people because it's quite uh, hoarse sometimes and he really projects and kind of and like you know that kind of slightly shouty vocal but not shout shouty is the wrong word I know what you mean um but they put out their I think maybe second single actually but the first one that I've really noticed yeah from this new album called A Thousand Times and Little Pet Peeve I'm just going to point out at this stage the title of the song is A the number 1000 and then times which is A 1000 times which doesn't make any sense unless it's A a, 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 a thousand times. Yeah, but it's not. It's A one thousand times, isn't it? But anyway, it's unimportant. Mental. It's a fantastic song. I love it so much. It's got so much of what I love about Vampire Weekend, and I can't help but listen to it and wonder what it would sound like with Ezra on the vocals. But at the same time, it's just really addictive. It's one of those songs, you know, when you listen to it kind of two or three times because you're kind of trying to feel your way into it and you're not quite sure that it's for you it's not it hasn't sort of uh, captured you straight away mm. and then suddenly a few listens in you just think like oh my god I, I can't stop pressing play on this anymore like it's, it's I'm just playing it non-stop and I don't even know what I'm doing anymore it's just kind of it's uh, it's taken over me and I can't stop listening to it I just think it's so brilliant and it has undoubtedly been my favourite thing that has come out since uh, we last recorded. So I want to play a bit of Hamilton Lighthouser and Rostam A1000 times. You're not playing it a thousand times. A1000 times. A thousand times, a thousand times, I've had that dream a thousand times. first bit it kind of comes in and as you say the shouty part which isn't you know shouty um definitely reminds you of Ezra yeah and you yeah it, it does make you imagine Ezra's voice on that yeah and but that's not that's not to do any disservice to him because I think he delivers a really amazing vocal and I've seen him I've seen a couple of videos of him performing it live as well and he really does give it Belt something it. and it's really impressive um but I suppose from that you know, we talked about in the Maccabees episode of like um, imagining what members of the Maccabees will do afterwards, and because you love these bands, there you do kind of just want them to do they things that are very things. similar to what they did before. So it's like, oh, this might just be like a bonus Vampire Weekend album. Also, for Also, he had his influences on Vampire Weekend, and some of them, some of them are just going to be bled into the things they. Yeah, of course. It's, you know, it might be that we realise now that Rostam's left Vampire Weekend that the things we really loved about that band were his yeah. bits. You know, what if we absolutely love everything he does and then the new Vampire Weekend really album's like, just not what we want. <laughs> that could happen. It won't, but it No, could. it won't. Of course it won't. 
Oh, the album's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was loads of my highlights, but my one particular highlight. Okay, I'm happy with those. Thank you. Well done. Thanks. Well done, music. Yeah, so now, musical interlude. Twenty seventh of September. That's the release date for this episode. And I don't know about you, but late September only conjures up one thing for me. Because I am still trying to desperately pretend that I am in my youth when I'm not really. It makes me think of going back to uni. Yay. You seem less enthusiastic about that than me. Although I know for a fact you had a better time at uni than I did. I did. I, I had a really good time at uni, but yeah. uh, I'm just not there anymore. Oh, so it makes you sad that other people are and you're not? Kind of. Although, <laughs> I'm happy to not be doing all that shit again. I'm glad I'm not up till stupid o'clock putting in shitty essays. Yeah. Going to turn it in first and then not being able to download it into that and then giving in some paper. That whole era of my life, I feel like uh, I have a, mem- a really rose-tinted memory of it. Like, even like doing work at the last minute was fun, and like the weekend job or the evening job that I had at the time. Like, what I think did you back, do? I went to Michael's oh, yeah, doing it. and I remember that as being like such a fun job, and like I just had such a fun time. Everything was fun. Everything about my life was fun. I know for a fact I didn't think that. Like, I remember on a Monday, I think it was in my second year, on a Monday, I had studio time and like tutorials and stuff from I think 10 till 5 and then I had to leg it across Brighton to start work at Marks and Spencer's from uh, 5.45 till 10.45 I hated that day I hated it with a passion but still in my mind it's just this beautiful memory of this glorious free time in my life that's the joys of hindsight isn't it yeah exactly I guess you can think exactly but anyway uh, what this got us thinking is that a lot of our listeners may be heading off to uni for the first time maybe they're heading back to uni for their second or third year maybe you've been to uni and maybe you just like us reminisce about the good old days Uh, but uni music like music's a huge part of your uni experience right? yeah mine changed from day one to the last day I went through a little bit of a growth in uh, music. A growth? How do you mean? Um, I just kind of, I went there liking one thing. I came out with a a love of music that I never really gave a chance. Or at least things like hip-hop and that that I got into at the latter stages of university, I was obviously into when I was younger. And I kind of left it for such a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of picked all that stuff back up again. Electronic music and all that lot as well. Was that just by virtue of you going from, you know, what is quite an important uh, age bracket in your life from sort of 18 to 21? Mm. Or was that because of the people you mixed with? A bit of both. Yeah. Um, I think I realised, especially doing the music degree and stuff as well, I realised, firstly, there's no shame in liking anything yeah there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure if you like it you like it um 
and I could appreciate a lot more. I think things like jazz music. I had uh, courses in jazz music. Really? I, yeah. When I first wow. started, I wasn't bothered with that, but um, by the end, you you kind of realise what all these. Yes, there are many many genres of music, but they all bleed into each other, and they all, without certain things now, you, or without certain things in the past, you would you wouldn't have the things you love now. A lot of the time, a lot of things you love now, kind of derive from things a long time ago. Yeah, sure. So. I think I just got a bit of a wider scope and I think maybe that was from just the people I mixed with. Yeah. Now, did you find that like the people you mixed with you had like totally different music taste with? Because like for me personally uh, it's something that feels a bit of a shame to me because virtually everyone on my course and uh, who I mixed with had such different music taste to the point where I just wasn't going to take any of it on. Basically most people I went to uni with like dubstep yeah, and like I went to dubstep nights like I did the dubstep thing it just didn't capture me I, I used to come home many many times with a really bad back and neck from dancing to stupid <laughs> dubstep songs in, in the NRSU we, I was in Chichester so there weren't really many places to go out so it was either house parties or uh, things like going to the SU but I think that's another thing when you go to so many house parties because that's pretty much all there was at the time People are putting on all kinds of music over that period. And like, sorry to break this to people who are maybe at uni now or about to go into uni. Like, when you graduate, the regularity of house parties dies quick. And you'll, God, you'll miss them. I can't remember the last time I went to one. Last Halloween, I think, was my last house party. I forgot about that. And like, I mean, tracks came out of that house party. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, But like, oh God, I miss a good house party. They were so much fun. Yeah. Just going, just... Turning up in someone's gaff, not really knowing anybody, or sometimes not knowing anybody at all, and just with your housemates or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's definitely a mi- mostly meeting lots of different people. I-, I actually found that a lot of people on my course, I really didn't get on with their music tastes. It was it was knowing people from all all around the place. Yeah. A lot of sports students I knew with a good, really good music taste. Really, that's an interesting one because you would yeah. think like uh, the stereotype of like sportsmen. And I'm not saying, you know, obviously they're at uni, so they're different to like a Premier League footballer. But the stereotype is like R&B and like, yeah. you know. I mean, there's certainly, go down to the SU and everyone's singing to the same old shit and the same old kind of R&B songs. Yeah. And they're loving them. But then catch them on their own when they're just in the library talking about music and actually they're like lots of other things. But that tends to be a lot the case when think, you go to kind of clubs and things, isn't it? I think it's kind of the same with everyone. Like, yeah. Um, you know, you might not have like a completely uh, similar music taste, but there's always a crossover. And if you talk about music with someone for long enough, you'll find common ground. Like mm. no one, well, very few people. There's just nothing that you share. But to bring it back to this subject, I think we should start at the start. So you first arrive at uni, you're a fresher. Yeah. And um. Memories of Freshers' Week are few and far between. I think I was inebriated 99% of it. I was either hungover or inebriated. They were the only two states I was in. Your fresher years would have been 2010. Am I right? Nine. Nine. Wow. 2009, I was a fresher, which is so long ago. <laughs> so absolutely, horrendously long ago. 
Oh yeah, I guess it would be. Mine was 2011 to 12. Yeah. Although, for me, and obviously you're a f- you, your fresher year is the first year, but I only really think of being a fresher as like the first few Until weeks. Christmas sometimes, yeah, my, I think. Like the first term, yeah, potentially. Yeah. And then, like, because I was in a mix of, we, we had different university experiences, but I was with 50 people in a big house. Yeah. So the first kind of three or four months you get to know people by Christmas I remember the groups have been sorted and yeah that's enough time yeah. that's easily enough time to establish friendship groups and all that stuff yeah, my, so this, this is what you guys all got to look forward to maybe yeah my little cousin's just started university and he wanted kind of advice and stuff and I was just kind of saying talk you have to go in there and talk to how many people do you know oh, I guess you were different I know people who went home at the weekends and would just kind of not really mix around. Oh yeah, but I know those people too because like, although like you say, I didn't go into halls in first year so it was a slightly different experience. I, I certainly still made like a conscious effort to... Um, go to, out and stuff. Well, and so to live the lifestyle of people who were in halls. So I spent a lot of time in halls. Like Okay, yeah, that's good. Hanging around with people, I just happened to then I go to a different bed um, <laughs> but like I certainly know what you're talking about like the people who really didn't engage with it yeah I think those those kind of people um and sorry if you're one of them but I feel like they find it harder and by the end of their whole university experience they, it's hindered their experience they're often the people who have still got a girlfriend or boyfriend from home yeah <laughs> like, yeah and they've gone home to see them every weekend and yeah. they've made no friends yeah Apart Bad from maybe shout. the other ones with boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah. But um but yeah, if you okay, let's if you could give one bit of advice to somebody starting university now. If I could give one piece of advice to someone starting uni, it would be mix with as many people as you possibly can as often as you can. Because even me as someone who made quite a conscious effort to do that, yeah. I still feel like the majority of people I uh, kind of had a good relationship with at uni still did very similar courses to me, if not the same course as me. And I, yeah. I would like to have, you know, Branched like you say, out. you know, people who did like sports courses. I did a, you know, arty design course. So like, I, I met other flowery hippie designer kind <laughs> of guys. Um, but like, it would have been nice to have met, you know, sports people or, yeah. you know, people who did the sciences or, you know. English well, that's, or whatever it is like I did you know that's something I regret well that's something that I think was the best about going and living somewhere yeah um, and just mixing with I mean with 52 people in this halls you they all did everything from art to science to music to dance to English everything so and sports obviously yeah so you really met all kinds of people the the advice I would give is I don't know if it's is as true for you, but going away. No, it would be, actually. But the first kind of people you meet as friends, they're in my experience and other people I know, it's unlikely that they'll be your friends later on. Yeah. Everyone latches to people at the very beginning. Yeah. But also I feel like just try and be friends with everyone. Like, yeah, exactly. Right? But like I certainly Don't close yourself off and don't make like a definitely sealed don't friendship group. Don't worry if you feel like you've made a bit of a clique too early and 
like sure. you're just there with your one mate and you go out every night and you don't talk to other people because yeah. you'll soon start to get more comfortable and start to talk to more people and, and you'll end up being the life of the party yeah maybe but also I feel like your from what I know of your uni experience your big piece of advice would be get a massive pair of speakers yeah put them on your floor and just play loud music the whole time yeah and wait for people to just like be drawn in like moths to the flame <laughs> sadly I took that well I didn't take it out of the last week's episode but it was while while we were kind of not really rolling and um yeah we, we talk, talked about how I would put music on this is literally the first few weeks I would just stick some music on too loud stupidly loud it was ridiculous I'm an idiot but and I'll just kind of wait it's like a fisherman <laughs> like fly fishing just kind of wait to see who comes in and then yeah it really really works people just people are like oh you're the one that plays this I really like that it's beautiful music yeah. music helped me make music friends. brings people together music yeah. as outcast would say makes the world go round and it does it really does it's, it breaks down barriers and boundaries and it's such an important thing. Mm. So Harry, while we're on Freshers, while we're on starting a uni, is there something that really makes you think of your very early days at uni? There really is. And would you like to play it? I, will, I would like to play it and, and there is. So um, I went to uni in 2011 to 2012 for the first year, sorry. And in 2010... Jay-Z and Kanye brought out an album. They did. And it's an album I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Of course. Ooh. Lots of collabs. Uh, it was What's the Throne. And the song is some people in Paris. It's N-bombs in Paris. <laughs> um, this Apologies, song... everyone. We don't know how to say this title. We're uh, suburban, middle-class, white mm. males mm. from the West and... We don't really know how to address the title, but it's someone in Paris, and you know what we're talking about. And um, this song really, like, I was talking about the first year, especially when you were awkwardly going down to the SU, because it was on our campus, and we all trudged down there, no one really knows who's who, literally the first couple of days, maybe first couple of weeks, and I remember sitting down on this little bench just trying to talk to these strangers, can't hear them don't know what anyone's talking about there's music blaring and there's people just getting wasted because everyone's so fucking nervous yep and this song still doing it at 25 <laughs> until the whole three years and probably right now this song is still blaring out on yep. the dance floor of course and huge. you would just be like either at the bar or just awkwardly talking to somebody or getting drinks spilled down you or spilling it down somebody else and boop 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 and you just see people like running towards the dance floor exactly and like it always makes me laugh because it's one of those it's such a universal song and I remember someone when I was at uni saying to me isn't it weird that in 70 years there'll be a whole generation of grandparents who know every word to this and it (laughs) it's too universal for not everyone to have just got involved in at that time I don't know if it is anymore maybe not Mm. I feel like it is Probably. I'm sure it still gets a, a little bit of re- uh, play. Yeah. But um, for so many people, as soon as I play this, yeah. you'll be taken back to your uni days yeah. with the sticky floors and the stickiest floors. Do you know in the they world. used to have this thing, and I find it so weird now, but um, there was a night called like Traffic Light Night. And Where you the single the people thing. would wear green. Yeah. You had to try and get the same colour. 
well you didn't have to do anything but whatever you were you would just show so people oh. would wear red if they were not single and oh, no, I'm I don't know what amber meant but it was like I'm, I'm taken but I'm ready to it's like, complicated yeah. <laughs> he lives in Birmingham so um, I, yeah it was really weird you just see all these, these girls running around in green and just like it was such a, a sex fueled place they would have all these weird nights like um, it was this, there was a thing called Wishy Wednesdays and it was for sports students and the sports students had the messiest nights every single time because yeah. they were all just fucking horny and wasted yeah. So you'd just have there was a, there were nights when they'd be like, just wear nothing or wear or come as like Ro- Romans and it would just be people in sheets. Yeah, of course. And just making tartan themselves up and that. And it, I just found the place just really weird because my group and that we never took part. We went as normal, just tried to enjoy it and yeah. and kind of laugh at all these other people. But no offense to them, most a lot of them are my friends. But it all just seemed too easy and too. I don't know what the word is, just cheap. Just cheap and nasty. Like, Yeah, I mean, we had nights like that here as well. I mean, Carnage is the one that springs to yeah. mind straight away. Like, yeah. that was... I mean, the, the the name tells you everything you need to know. It was uh, filthy, filthy Carnage. <laughs> it was just being... I guess just being young and stupid, you, I yeah. guess you never really regret that kind of shit. But, but yeah, let's just play this song and take yeah. people back. Exactly. Let's do that. <laughs> taking you back from university and you're back in the tracks room um amazing but something that you something that takes you back to the first year so I think what's interesting about the difference between my choice and your choice is that uh it feels like in your first year that was kind of out of your comfort zone and you kind of went into those places still even knowing that they're out of your comfort zone and I whilst I do feel like I kind of put myself out there and I tried to meet new people and I tried to have new experiences and all those kind of things I think um, musically I was probably still quite closed off so I would not quite sulk but like (laughs) if I was at a night that I really didn't like I wouldn't hide the fact that I didn't like it and I wouldn't you know, like I say, dubstep was really big in 2009 when I was in first year. We, we, we weren't that different then because yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't love it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the the things that really kind of reside in my memory as kind of brilliant nights during first year are the times when indie music was playing. You know, when I was like in a kind of cool pub and there was stuff that I actually liked you see, you had that luxury. We didn't. We didn't have that. Yeah. We would have indie nights, and but, three people would turn up. But you, the thing is, you say it's a luxury, but I don't know if it is a luxury in a lot of ways because I think uh, university is all about broadening your horizons and having new experiences and meeting new people. And I think if you have the opportunity, like I did, to kind of uh, just stay comfortable, yeah. In a lot of ways, that's not a good thing. So 
getting out of your com- comfort zone is definitely a, a thing to tell people yeah. joining university. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that first sprung to my mind um, is, is stuff that we've already played on the podcast. So, like, Love Will Tear Us Apart. I remember playing loads uh, in my first year. Mm. I remember, you know, This Charming Man. I remember um, Love Cats. Love that song. You know, this kind of thing. You know, they're the things that really, really stick in my memory. And in some ways, that's a shame. I would, I would love to sit here and put on a dubstep song and be like, God, I just mixed with all these like people who had totally different tastes, but I can't do it. What I am going to play is something that I feel like um, was fairly universal at the time. Mm. So 2009, and it is indie, but Darwin D's was a big deal oh, at the time. Love um, and Darwin D's used to play in a lot of more kind of mainstream. Uh, nights, you know, like I mentioned, Carnage. I remember being at Carnage and this particular song playing. So, you know, it did have a bit of a broader thing, but it was still very much my kind of thing. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You won't have picked this one, but is it Bad Day? They, this always... is what I'm picking. Oh, bad really? Day. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely because they used to play one. everywhere because it was great. But it, it was not a song to play in a club, is it? Yeah, Radar because everyone knows it. Uh, Radar the Sexer could have been on there. Uh, Constellations could have been in there, but Bad Day used to play. Bad a Day lot. was just a lot slower, I thought. So I just wouldn't have thought they would put it. But everyone knew it. It was like um, I'm so surprised. It that. was like United States of whatever. It just had that kind of sing along quality to it. Wow, I missed the, I missed all of that. Then. Yeah, That's but that that this is sad. like I say, it came out the summer that I started uni. So what I'm gonna play is Darwin D's Bad Day. Um, right. Take me back. Yeah, it's a huge tune. Incredible. I hope that the last page of your 800-page novel is missing. I hope that it rains if you leave the window down on your red Mustang. Because every day ought to be a bad day. So listeners, we just had one of the biggest sing-alongs that we've ever had, potentially, in the history of tracks. And I feel like that uh, absolutely exemplifies why that song used to get played back in the day. Yeah, and I never remember lyrics to songs, so the fact that I know that. (laughs) Exactly, and it it was like that back then. It was just one of those songs that everyone loved. Um, and yeah of my selections it's one of the few that remind me of being out at uni just so it was great lovely to hear it again good times so where are you going next so I'm gonna go a little different than my first this song or this band even was quite a big one at university this was my second year uh, uni, and it was in my first actual house so I picked all the four people I was living with and it was then instead of really mixing with people it was the first time you kind of you had time to kind of think about yourself a bit yep. or kind of work on yourself even as much as cheesy as it sounds you, you you're know. talking about masturbation <laughs> not all the time <laughs> but, um, no it was it was 
it was finally time. Yeah, yeah. All right, enough of that. <laughs> the band is Alt J. Yes. And it was. They were a really big band at the time because they were like nothing I'd ever heard before. They. In new music. Yeah, they really emerged with their first album. Like, yeah. hugely. Yeah. And the song I'm going to pick isn't really one of their biggest from the first album, but for me, it was one of their best. And I'm, like I've said many times, I'm not hugely a lyric person, but I find his lyrics fantastic. They're, they they take you so many different places. Really? Yeah. Because it's one of the things I would, like... Uh, it's not to uh, disagree with what you're saying, but just, like, when I listen to All Jay, I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, well, that's what I kind of mean. You, you latch on for what you think is a good few seconds, and then he takes you somewhere else. And yeah. But if you really listen to them and you kind of have sometimes have to research them, um, there's a song, In Your Snatch Fits Pleasure, A Broom Shaped Pleasure. <laughs> what do you think that means? I think that's dirty. It is, but it's it's from a, I think it's from a film or a book. And he basically said there's this horrible scene where a woman is raped with a, I'm sorry if this is graphic, um, but we're explicit for a reason. Um, she's raped with a broom I think children God why are you talking yeah, well, about this, this? A, it was a horrible thing and so why did you write a song about it what do you mean <laughs> like you're, you're you're somebody who would agree that sometimes you have to write about oh, these, yeah, these, of course, these vivid yeah. things and this yeah. it was an, an artist's expression yeah, in, in a book or whatever and he's it obviously stuck with him as it would probably stick with many yeah. as I can't get out well I don't have an image but um, I will never forget that because I just thought I've been singing around like in your snatch it's pleasure a broom shape pleasure and I, I don't know what it means and then no. I finally find out it's like whoa fucking hell that's a bit I feel too like much. a lot of the album was quite dark though it was right. um, I think Leon I think it's a film uh, a French film and I think a lot of it was kind of based on that well not based on but he's, he's taken a lot yeah of it. sure um, so uh, yeah I, c- I could really get on board with the lyrics and things I, I thought they were interesting especially with the way they're sung it's almost like another instrument yeah of course um, different kind of vocalist to usual yeah kind of totally whiny... unique all of it was unique yeah so the song I'm going to play is Taro and I think um, I, I could have picked Breeze Blocks but uh, this one is the one that really stuck out for me from the album uh, as well as Matilda but uh, I'm just going to play a little bit of Taro from Alt J here do it and China Kappa jumps to two feet creep up the road two photo to record me lumps in war there says does his chance so Although lyrically that song is different and weird and interesting and I think really intelligently written, there's just that amazing um, guitar and instrumental part in it. And um, he showed the guitar, I think bass player actually, 
Uh, he's actually left the band now, but um, he showed you how he did it, and he basically just kind of finger on a fret, and then he had like um, I think it was just a roll of tape. Really? And he just he just like bang the string. <laughs> like just learn a new way to do something or get a sound from something. I think they were really ingenuitive and certainly, yeah, that's really cool. Like that, that in itself, uh, kind of draws me to the band I didn't know that that was how they were making those sounds and it just yeah that's just interesting and also they fit well into this uh, subject because I know they formed while they were at Leeds Uni didn't they and yeah. were very much a uni band just like stuck in their little tiny room yeah well actually I remember when they were telling their story about how they started and like their drummer was kind of he wasn't your average drummer he can't, I think he used a lot of electronic drums. And he was incredible though. I saw them live once, and yeah, he was he does a absolutely lot of solo out of this world. Like one of the best drummers I've ever seen. I remember just watching him for quite a long time, and being like quite transfixed by him. One of my biggest music regrets was that I got a ticket to go and see them. I got a ticket to go and see them at Brixton, and I didn't go. Really? Because I didn't want to go to Brixton on my own. Now yeah. I would do that. <laughs> yeah. But the the. I think I went to Brixton a few weeks or months before and when we walked out of the um, the venue on the way to the underground there were those yellow things out and police standing around somewhere and a knife on the floor. Oh, nice. Someone had been murdered while we were watching. Uh, nice. I think, I can't even remember who played there at the time. But uh, that's why I didn't go there. I should have done that. I, should, I will do it now. Now I know the undergrounds and stuff a little better. But um, this... This album um, really reminds me of university, and I absolutely love them. And I can't wait to see what they do next. But yeah, great shout! Thank you very much. So I guess that means it's your second shout. So mine is in a lot of ways very similar to yours in that it's just uh, an artist, an album that I really loved during my time at uni. Uh, as people know, I'm more of a kind of jingly jangly, kind of uh, upbeat kind of guy. But in my second year at uni, Sleigh Bells drops their first, Sleigh album, Bells first album, Treats. Yeah. Um, and it was way heavier than anything I was normally into. Infinity Guitars was the first single, and I was just obsessed with Is it. That, um, <laughs> so good. And this whole album, I just, I loved from cover to cover. And I, I must have listened to it hundreds of times. Just like basically every day I was on my way to uni, I was listening to Sleigh Bells, no matter how early a lecture was. I, I was just obsessed with it. And uh, whenever I hear anything from that album, I can't help be taken back to my second year of uni. It's just kind of uh, totally linked up ingrained in my mind together uh, so I couldn't really do this episode without playing some Sleigh Bells they've had um, an album quite recently haven't they Something they've had two more albums um, they had in 2012 they had an album called Reign of Terror which I liked and then in 2014 I think they had one called Bitter Rivals that I wasn't quite was it um, so much into was it the same kind of stuff as the first album? Similar, but just not quite um, 
you know, like I say, they are towards the heavier end of what I'm into. And I think if it doesn't have the catch and it doesn't have the hook, it's not going to draw me in. Um, as I said, the song I am going to play is one of the lighter ones. Uh, it's called Real Real. And I don't know, it always... I remember getting into them before the album came out and having a very strong expectation of what the rest of the album was going to be like. And then this kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in the middle of it and maybe it does so because it's much more my kind of normal generic taste. But also it's got kind of a cool repetitiveness to it that I really enjoyed. Um, You know, maybe like a 45 second loop that just kind of keeps going and sort of building up a little bit and I don't know I always just loved it lovely cool vocals and yeah this is Real Real by Sleigh Bells Again, I nearly like, saw them one time, but I didn't. I've never seen them. I hear they're great. Like they were going to headline a festival I was at, and then they pulled out. Really, that sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, another one that I feel like it's nice to do this episode for me personally because it's like that just digs that me. out. I can't imagine. Um, well, I can't now. I feel like I'll listen to that loads of times in the next few weeks, mm. but I don't know when I would just be sat, you know, going through Spotify. Or going through my old iTunes library and think, hmm, I'm going to put Slave Owl's first album on. They are more like that for me. I, I I kind of listen to them every now and then. Yeah. I, prob- I would say I prob- I've probably listened to them in the last month. Really? Mm. That's cool. But no new stuff. Always just that album. I haven't bothered yeah. with anything else. I think it's just that album says something to me. Yeah. It says, listen to me. <laughs> um, I my, my next pick, I would like to end the... Um, episode. Are you trying to mess the format up here, Harry? I'm fucking it up, mate. Basically, oh my god, the game of tennis has gone to shit. And I'll give a small hint. Um, it's a bit of a. It's just a beautiful song for me, and I I think it'd be nice. Is it? It's just a beautiful day, or whatever that song's called. No, no, it's perfect day, isn't it? (laughs) Not beautiful day. Yeah. Uh, No, it's not that. But. Please go with your next one. So you want me to go with my next one? I do. Okay. That's exactly what I want. I've done a fresher song. I've done a second year song. Yeah. And my final song, I'm going to go into third year. Because there's going to be people out there who are going into that as well. And like... I don't know about you, but third year caught me on the back foot a little bit. Yeah. Like, I turned up expecting all the fun and laughs of second year and and it goes quickly as well oh it goes quick and I just got a big fat slap in the face and you start the third year next thing you know you've got an essay in, and it's May <laughs> next time you 
Next thing you know, you've missed your dissertation deadline. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God. I didn't even know what my dissertation was going to be by like, like Emily, who was on last week. I think she'd started writing her dissertation like the second year. Mid. Or like the very beginning of the third, at least. I think I, I've got a feeling I had my uh, like title yeah. at the beginning, like in the summer of second to third year. But like, I totally wasn't prepared to write it. I mean, you're gonna. Why are you making me. me write it? My dissertation was to play a 25, I think, no, a 40 minute like performance. That was it. And I still fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't prepare until like three weeks before and then just like, oh no. Brilliant. Yeah, that's just what I do. Yeah. Tracks is the first time I've ever like gone into something and not just made mistake after mistake. I mean, we definitely make mistake after mistake, so let's not pretend that we But they're, they're smaller ones. Yeah. It's less on the line. <laughs> <laughs> There's not £20,000 worth of investment riding on it. Um, but yeah, it did catch me out. And um, I work, I've worked so hard in third year. I really, really did. Like, as I say, I turned up expecting a party. And I think I did that until like October, November. Yeah. Maybe till the Christmas break, actually. We still really tried. To have a, like, we had some men, some weird like house parties. We had some where some of the we had some of the art um, tutors came <laughs> to our house. All right, but like dancing me. in the lounge and stuff. It was really it's strange. Ridiculous. What are they doing? I don't know. Like, it's so, it's so interesting to Quite just analyze them doing well. that. Like yeah, just turning up to a student house and dancing. There'll be like three. One of them is certainly a little bit older, probably in his like sixties. And we just every now and then I'd look over and there was this old guy kind of with loads of basically kids around him all about 20 years old 21 yeah I was just thinking we've just allowed them in our house and we're having this weird little party and this is so fresh meat it was such a weird moment you are so Howard from fresh meat I completely forgot about all that but yeah uh, so yeah I think um, I quit my job in November of my third year yeah and then I really just knuckled down and like specifically from like from February to my final major exhibition because that because I did a design course I was ended in an exhibition with a yeah. big piece of coursework uh, and no exams which was lovely I didn't do a single exam the whole time at uni which was a dream one two um but I basically just locked myself in a room and just worked and worked and worked and worked and there was very specifically like a six week period where I had a girlfriend at the time and I didn't see her for six weeks. Like, uh, weekends were a write off. Every evening was a write off. Like, I literally was just in this room working. Well done for doing that. I couldn't have done I it. I was like a prisoner of war. Like, I genuinely lost loads of weight. Like, people thought I was ill. I went in like this mad zone. But, like, tracks would have ended. Yeah. No, oh, there was no way tracks was going on. <laughs> Nothing was, like, uh, entering my mind. The only thing that uh, broke the uh broke the concentration that i had on this final major exhibition was the fact that during that period to my absolute dismay i remember being genuinely a little bit annoyed like i'm a york city fan for uh people who don't know a really really rubbish football team a football team that have been around for like 120 years never achieved anything <laughs> During this period, like the most important period in my educational life, they decided to uh, go to Wembley twice. They had a playoff final and the FA Trophy final. 
like the most successful two weeks of their entire history. They won there twice as well. It was incredible. And then they had a victory parade. And I was trying to concentrate, and for some reason they chose this moment to just distract me completely. Wow. But that was the only thing that broke the broke the psychological uh, uh, shield that I'd put up against everything in the world. Um, so yeah, I absolutely worked my ass off. And during that time, uh, to keep yourself focused, you need music. Mm. And I found that things were quite, that were quite uh, melodic and quite mellow. And like, I don't know, had a certain, um, a certain style to them really worked for me. I need something without lyrics. See, for me, it wasn't that at all, actually. Um, you know, the album that I'm going to mention, uh, lyrically, it is one of, one of my favourite albums, maybe ever. Um, but yeah, just a certain tempo to it that I could really just get into it and I would listen to it maybe two or three times a day when I was really locked in um, especially if you had that association to it it, yeah. would, it would become that for you wouldn't it yeah exactly and it still now like if I've um, you know because of the kind of work I do now I have quite a lot of deadlines and sometimes they can get a bit tight at the end of it mm-hmm. and like still now if I know I've got like five hours to do something before I have to send it I will put this album on because I know it, there's just some like it like flicks a switch in my brain. It's like, right, just do it now. Just stop fucking around, Tim, and just do the work. Um, so that album is Ghost Poet's first album. Uh, Peanut Butter, Blues, and Melancholy, melancholy Jam. Peanut um, Butter, Blues, and Melancholy Jam. Melancholy. <laughs> no one can say it tonight. Peanut Butter, Blues, and Melancholy Jam. Yeah. And it Yay. it's it's fantastic. It's so good. It's kind of... um. I think a really important album in kind of UK hip-hop because it it really just brings everything down a step. Everything that got quite um, over the top and quite kind of in your face and um, had forgotten its musicality a little bit. And this came along and was just totally different. And I just loved it so much. And he's really thoughtful and he's really interesting and intelligent and what he, he's very uh, careful and precise in what he says. And yeah, it was just a perfect album for me at the perfect time. And the song I'm going to play is called Survive It, which um, I certainly think when I finally handed in that work and I finally did that exhibition and I was done, I really felt like I survived a massive ordeal. So I'm really sorry uh, if like new uni... Uh, people are listening to this or even people going into their second and third years and it, I'm making it sound terrifying and like something you have to survive yeah. to get through I but mean, like you, you do feel I did feel like a, I'd come out of a war a little bit like you could also just do what I did and just not really not really do yeah, anything we'll, we'll get on to what you did next <laughs> um, but for me yeah I came out I handed in that project and I was squinting at the sun like I'd never seen it before and um, one of the most uh, brilliant feelings to know that I'd put everything I could into something and it was done. And I would never have to do that again in my life. Mm. 
So this Elation. is Yeah. So this is Ghost Poet Survive It. I'm 44 years old and life ain't golden Like Jill Scott said, when you got no cash, got no chip Got no credit card, life is pretty hard Sure you can see that I'm plus underrated Plus bare knockbacks, been showing the door Cause they talking about cutbacks And you think what next, left or the right door Key in the door, but the door won't open And heartbeat frozen, look to the heavens But nobody's coming and the pies in the oven So you stop mind wandering and back to the present It's a dinner for one with the dimmer lights on And you're trying to get so yeah, that was one of the, uh, actually, so yeah, I think that was maybe a big part of getting me through that final bit, that album, and I will forever love Ghost Poet for that, played a big part in my life in many ways. Yeah. So, on to you, Harry, your final track, your... I'm assuming, is this signifying your end of uni experience too? Um, not massively the end, but um, kind of it kind of overlooks all of it. Sure. And where I was personally by the end as well. So, mentioned this person many, many, many times. It's not Tyler, it's not Kanye. <laughs> um, bon Iver was a huge... He kind of encapsulates my whole university ex- experience in a certain way. Um, people that I knew loved him, and he was definitely somebody that I kind of gained the knowledge of because of people that I lived with and friends of people that I lived with. And um, it was, ba- I think he had two albums out at the time. So I went back and we just listened to them religiously, and we'd have these big, we'd just sit in our rooms and listen to them religiously. and um, as I talk about in the second year kind of uh, it was the time to have for yourself and learning and things like that um, it was a lot of things were going on through university you know it can, it can be a really uh, a difficult time sometimes uh, not just with the studying but that on top of everything all the stress and the personal issues you go through I have friends yeah. that really found out some things about themselves that have you know, really help them today. Yeah, I think and I think it's um you know, we talked a few times about kind of important moments in your life on this podcast and like it it comes in a crossroad of you know, certainly for me and you who went uh, school, college, uni. Mm. So it comes in a crossroad of one, you know, going from being a teenager to in your twenties is kind of an important experience in itself. And also like these are kind of seminal years, like I can say now, having been out of uni for four years, like, I feel like there'll never be a three-year block again in my life that is so important. I sort of transitioned so much through three years. I guess you're, the next ones you're looking at is either huge job steps or huge like, relationships. Yeah, or, having a baby or something. But, like, yeah. even then, like, I, you know, it'll be one thing that changes it. This was just, like, a three-year constant... It's a... You, Especially when you live away from home and stuff, it's a, it's a three-year little gap that you become or are something else for a little yeah. bit. That's why it's so difficult coming going back home. So if you're <laughs> in your third year, you you don't know what's coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Get a job. Don't go home. Just That's, don't go home. Yeah. So lots and lots of things would happen. Like I say, there were people that really discovered things about themselves. And... Um, I met some really, really great people at university. And 
I've talked about discovering uh, Bon Iver through them, I think, on the yeah, podcast yeah. before. But um, I don't actually know when he did it, but he released a... Justin Vernon released a cover of a song from Bonnie Raitt or Rat or R-A-I-T-T. The song is I Can't Make You Love Me. Uh, it's been covered so many times now. I think Adele did it. Um, yep. Other people. I think like Rod Stewart or something. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> um, the song is stunning and it, it speaks to me now as one of the most kind of perfect songs I've ever heard. Every time I listen to it, you, you want to sing, sing sing to it, you want to learn it, you want to know everything about it. Yeah. Uh, the way he sings it is perfect, the way he plays it is perfect. There's nothing about this song that you can't like, and I think everybody knows it, everybody loves it. And um, especially at the end of university, I would always listen to it. When I was getting into... I was, my stages of um, being an actual musician, I was writing a lot more in the third year. Because a lot more was going on. I feel like um, I've always struggled with writing because I find it difficult to just really let yourself go and put something down. I'm getting a little bit better with it now just from people I uh, listen to and podcasts and things that kind of self-help stuff. But um, songs I was writing would kind of cover these topics. And I Can't Make You Love Me is... um, at some point, I think it speaks to all of us. Yeah. And Completely. a lot of people wouldn't want to admit that kind of stuff. And um, you're an idiot if you don't. Yeah. Um, but it was a... It's a touching song. Yeah. And we've all been there, you know? Yeah. It's so universal. And I think, again, it's... Um, It kind of speaks to the other side of the unique experience. For a lot of us, it's the first time we really fall in love. And like, you know, that's kind of... I think uh, it is, because you're mature. It's, it's not on the flyer. For, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... You know, I you d- may fall in love, yeah, you're you don't, also go to parties. You and... don't fill that in on your UCAS, UCAS form, but like, <laughs> that's also a thing, you know? Yeah. That, these things happen and, you know, you'll also never be so surrounded by peers and... Um, People just to people. fall in love with. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, you'll never be around so many people. Like yeah. school is, yeah, you're around people, but you're still like a a flobby thing of skin and bones that doesn't really know anything <laughs> yet. But by university, you you started to really discover things about yourselves that yeah. it starts to shape you. And as soon and you're still lost. You still don't know really know who you are yet. Even by the end, yeah. I don't know who I am now. Slight, yeah, little <laughs> disclaimer to everyone thinking I might graduate and then I'll know who I am. You'll never know. <laughs> It's really hard. Um, I'm dead old and I don't know. <laughs> but um, I like I say, I, I want to finish it on this because it doesn't have to. It's, yeah. it's, it sounds like a sad song. It doesn't have to be a sad song. No, it seems kind of perfect. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Do it. I'm excited for it to finish on this. Yeah. Like I say, university could be, or, and the majority of people, or for the majority of people, it's the best time ever. Um, it'll do a lot for you. And even if you were to come out with bad grades or whatever, like a lot of people look back at it and they can't regret the three years they were. Yeah, exactly. They used to grow. And also, don't worry about it too much. I worked my absolute nuts off to get a grade that I was proud of, and I was proud of it. 
and no one has ever asked me since. I've just written down that I have a degree and that's enough. So really don't lose your mind over it. <laughs> have go the, to uni. <laughs> have the best time you can. Yeah. No one's yeah, asked absolutely. me for my certificate either. Maybe just write it down that you've been... I, I used to work at McDonald's for two and a half of the three years. And I, by January, I was like, what am I doing? And I just upped and left. Didn't even yeah. tell him. I just went and I just disappeared. <laughs> they still think I'm coming back one day. And I just thought, I don't want to be doing this. I, I have to, I had to pay for rent. Here's the thing. I sold the guitar once just to pay for rent. And it was the hard, like one of the hardest things I've had to do. I absolutely loved that guitar. Um, so you'll have difficult times. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I just quit that job and just enjoyed the last five or six months. You, you really just got to go out and enjoy it. Yeah. Get in. Experience your, it. Like, to get out of your comfort zone. The only piece of uh, old man uh, advice we can really give, just enjoy yeah. it, experience it. Don't let anyone else ruin it for you. No. Just do it on your own terms and have an amazing time. Yeah. And I think that's probably the message to end the episode on. Um whether you're going into first, second, or third year, just make the most of it. We wish we were still there. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're all gonna do great, and um, everyone's gonna be so proud of you if you make it through. Yeah. So, just enjoy it. Absolutely. So I guess Justin Vernon can take us out. Yeah. I think all that's left to say is, as always, thank you so much for listening. We've been Trax. I've been Tim. I've been Harry. Take us out with your final selection. I can't make you love me. But by the way. Don't patronize